Hello and welcome to Grace Lifestyle Bosch. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. We're in part four of a series on good news and um, We've looked at discovering Jesus, then we looked at discovering God through Jesus, how God basically was, was veiled, or His understanding, our understanding of Him was veiled until Jesus came. Uh, so that was part two, and then part three, Baron shared an awesome word on family. And uh, one thing I took from that was that he said family is not a metaphor, it's an obligation. Um, so we don't get to walk in and out of family, we are family, we are part of family. Um, and then today I want to speak just on experiencing life. Now that would be capital L because that's Jesus. I mean, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we also saw that Jesus said when he says, I am the way, he is the way that God is. He is not just the way to God, but if we see him, we see the way God is. For me, that was a, a, a first time that I've seen it like that, which really makes a lot of sense to me. But then Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So if we want to worship in spirit and truth, then obviously we need to focus on Jesus. Amen? So even when Natasha and I chose the songs for this morning, we were looking for songs that speak about Jesus. Not about me or my struggles or I'm going to lay my life down. No, it's not about me. It's about Him. It's about the King. Amen? And I don't know about you, but I'm burdened by dead people walking around. That's it. That's the sentence. <laughs> You're looking for more. Dead people, like, if you don't have Christ, you don't have life. And if you don't have life, what are you? You're dead. So I don't know about you, but take a moment when you go to wherever, because it's really wherever, and look around. And it is, it's actually what's it, appalling, appalling. It's nauseating. It's frightening. It's... It's weighing me down. It's, 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 it's like, I'm like, what are we busy with? Because dead people are walking around all around us. Like, I want to say zombies, but that sounds uh, irrespectable or unrespectful. But it, it, it's really, what is zombies? It's the walking dead. And how can I say that? Well, people are alive. No, but are they? If you look into their eyes, if you look at what they keep themselves busy with, if you look at entertainment, I promised myself I'm not going here, and here I'm going. <laughs> Shane made a comment the other day, and I listened to a teaching of his, and he said, entertainment is the devil's replacement for joy. Entertainment is the devil's replacement for joy. And that was like a punch in the stomach, because I like to be entertained. There's <laughs> a gladiator that said, are you not entertained? So it's not a new thing. We want to be entertained. We want to, to, to live a life of, of joy and happiness. And, and you see, entertainment can really only bring happiness. It cannot go into joy. Because when your team wins, you're happy. And when they don't win, you're unhappy. Or you're even sad, maybe. But it never goes into spiritual joy. And that's really where life then is, if you're with me. If life is found in the Spirit, then the Spirit brings joy. Because Romans 14, 17 or 18 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is what? It's righteousness, it's peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
I don't know about you, if you think about the, the, let's call it our dead neighbors, how many of them are fixated on eating? Restaurants, cuisine, five-star, MasterChef, veganism, whatever. Now I'm getting, now it's getting warm in here. Huh? I asked someone the other day, what is the difference between a vegan and a, a I think she said she's plant-based. I said, what's the difference? She said, no, I'm just not as liberal and outspoken as a vegan. I'm like, okay. <laughs> My Bible says in the last days they will forbid you to eat meat and forbid you to marry. Why? It's distractions. And at the end of the day, if we're not focused on Christ, we're not focused on life, we are distracted. We are distracted. And that is what entertainment is. It's distracting. I mean, if you think about, just take soccer, for an instance. I, think, I thought about it this morning. I think the only day of the week when there isn't soccer is on a Friday. Because that's when people are really in the pub. Monday night, you can watch a game. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, you can watch Champions League. Thursday night, you can watch Europa League. Friday night, I don't know why. There's rugby, but there's no soccer. Saturday, full day. Main game in the English Premier League. Five o'clock or six o'clock on a Sunday night. I watched a movie once called Concussion from Will Smith. And it was about all these NFL players who get concussed and then later on in, in life they get trouble. <clears throat> and they, he was a, he's a doctor. It's based on a true story. And he started picking up on the trend and he knew that that Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all those diseases actually stemmed from these players and their playing days. And he was taking on the NFL. And I remember, never forget what this one guy said to him. He says, you can't take them on. They're too big. He says, what do you mean? He says, what did he say? Um, they own Sundays. And he said, it used to belong to the church, but they own it now. Entertainment has taken over so much of life that people think they're alive. They think they're happy. They think they, they're living to the full. Where there's really only temporal things. And the word says what is seen will pass away, but what is unseen, that is eternal. So what is it that if it's unseen, it's not seen in the realm that we see, it's seen on the inside. It's the spiritual realm. That's why we worship in spirit and truth. We don't worship just in what we see. We can truly worship then on the inside. You can worship alone at home, in the Spirit. Amen? So John 1.4, John announces to us who Jesus is, and it says, In Him was life. So we're looking at experiencing life. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So what it means is if you're not in life, if you're not in Christ, then you're walking along in the darkness. So you're not seeing what really is going on. So if you're continuously entertained, continuously happy, unhappy, happy, unhappy, living in that realm, then you cannot live in the true light. But once you've come to Christ and the veil is removed, the light shines in your heart, now you see. I mean, I used to be the biggest sports fan in the world. Probably. No, there's probably you guys better than, more than I. But I remember feeling very sad for myself on Saturday afternoons when I had to prepare sermons because the stormers were playing. Okay, pastor's confessing here. <laughs> but now the light has come on, and I'm like, maybe it's just because there's so many games. 
that helps, I think, too. Like, the devil always overplays his hand. Now, I'm not saying don't enjoy it. I'm not saying, like, become a, a mongrel and sit in the dark. I'm, like, saying, let's just be aware of what's going on. Let's just be aware of what's going on. I mean, have people over. Have me over if the Springboks play. Amen? <laughs> We've watched games in church after services. We've done it because it's community, it's togetherness. But there's a line where it's just like, this is not too much. This is completely overcoming because why? It's causing a numbness, it's causing a distraction, and it's actually taking so much time. Time that we could be spending in the Word, time that we could be spending with our families, time that we could be spending on the mission field. Guess what? Because in Him is life. So we're not called to live for happiness and temporal things. We're called for eternity. And in Him is life, and that is the resurrection. That is the eternal life. 1 John 5.11 says, And this is the record. This is the statement. This is the affidavit, if you will. That God has given to us eternal life. And where is this life? It is in His Son. Amen? So in His Son is life. In His Son is not just life, but that is eternal life. That's why I like to write what we're about. We're about discovering Jesus. Full stop. Because there's nothing except that. We are about finding family, full stop. Because when you find family, you found it. But then we're about experiencing life, and I don't write a full stop there, because I know it's, it's immeasurable. The goodness of God, the grace, the, what Jesus is, it's life everlasting, by the way, so there is no stop. Is that the life that you're living is that the source from which you pull? Is that, I think it's Isaiah 12 that says, out of your bellies, out of the wells on the inside, you will draw from the waters of the Spirit. You will draw of the waters of the well of joy, of the Spirit, of righteousness, of peace. Is that where we draw from? I'm so glad we get to draw from that. In worship, I had to draw a little bit. Amen? Like we had a difficult morning, a difficult week, we didn't sleep a lot. You're tired of hearing that now? I'm tired because I'm telling you that. <laughs> oh, it's because I'm tired that I'm telling you that. But in worship, I was like, Lord, I, I can pull some life out of me. I'm not calling it out of heaven, because heaven is open. John 1.58 says heaven is open. But I had to pull some of the spirit life of Christ, Christ in me, like really shared with us, out of me. And I actually, it took me a while to, to push through because I had to push through tiredness and, and is the screen and is the music loud enough and I hope the speakers don't rattle and, like, and I had to push all of that down. So I'm just like you, I'm not special. And eventually I could push it down enough and I started drawing from the Spirit on the inside of me and I heard that word from God so clearly. And it really ministered to me. So it didn't take God to minister to me. It took me to draw from the well of God who's already on the inside of me. Philemon 1.6 Our communication of our faith will become effectual if what? We acknowledge every good thing that is on the inside of us in Christ. I'm looking at the revival, the Ashbury revival, the outpouring that they call it. It's amazing what's happened. It really is. It truly is. But what amazes me is how Christians have reacted to it. Oh, I so wish God will do it somewhere else. I so wish God will pour out Himself. Uh, come on, Christian. Get up, stand up, and pour out. 
That's the outpouring. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The world is waiting. They're hoping. They're finding glory in sport. And there's no... I mean, the devil really doesn't mind to make a few people rich to keep thousands and millions entertained. That came up strong. But it's true. Are we living for eternity? Are we experiencing true life? Because that's the only thing that will satisfy. Life everlasting. He that has the Son has life. And he that does not have the Son of God does not have life. Honestly, you don't need me to interpret that verse. Just read it. <laughs> so who are the zombies? Everyone without the Son of God. And who is going to give them the Son of God? You can only give what you've got. So only you and I who've got Him can share Him. God is not going to pour it out. Every time we hear of a Muslim who had a dream, we need to bow our heads in shame. Because it means that the Christians didn't do their work. Praise God for dreams. Amen? I'm not against it. But God didn't say, go into all the world and pray that they'll get dreams. He said, go into the world and share the gospel. I don't know what we're waiting for. We are, on, on, we, we are living this adventure. We are living an adventure for eternity. It's exciting. Like, we don't know what we're in for. Ask Rudy. <laughs> Before we know it, we've got a church. Like, I realize this will be four years now that Natasha and I have been leading this campus. It's amazing. Not that we're so amazing, no. That, that we've lasted four years. <laughs> that we're not insane yet. Amen? Why? Because it's difficult. But we need to rely on the one on the inside of us. We need to rely on life. And there's some times where I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm not empty in terms of God is not in me. I'm just empty in terms of I've poured out everything. So now it's time to dig in. Now it's time to draw from the well, from, from the well of salvation, the well of eternal life. Now it's time to, to not pour out just a moment, but, but pour in. To draw from before we, we serve that again. Because guess what? We cannot run this race if we're thirsty. But Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you drink this water, you will never go thirsty. So we need to check ourselves. If you're thirsty, are you drawing from the well? Are you pulling from what Christ has given us on the inside? Amen? John eight twelve says, Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. God is unveiled. When we turn to Christ, the veil is removed. Amen? But now we are the carriers of light and we're walking around in a dark world. And when we hear that, we think evil. And it's not evil so much as I believe it's just unbelief, it's a lack of knowledge. It is a lack of Christians speaking up. It's a lack of good news. It's a lack of the spirit and truth. It is a lack of power and love. Why? Because the, the God who is power and love, the God who is the spirit and truth, the God who, who is love in essence is on the inside of Christians. 
And He is waiting for us to pour Him out. Amen? Very quiet in this charismatic church this morning. Listen to this, John 1, 4, from the Amplified says, In Him was life, and it adds in brackets, and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men. People are walking around in darkness, not knowing what you and I know. You remember a time when you didn't know what you know now? When you didn't know about grace? When you didn't know that your sins were forgiven? That you didn't know where you were in Christ? That you didn't know that Christ was on the inside of you? Anyone here remember that? I remember it clearly. Anyone enjoyed that? You think you would, like you're, you're ignorant and like, so you can just go and sin and you're unaware. And, no. I was most miserable when I was most sinning. But the world entices it and it turns it around. It says, if you only do this sin, if you only go this, if you only add this, if you only, then you're going to be happy. Isn't that exactly what the devil did to Eve? You're not like God. Just do this. Just add this. Just enjoy this apple. Well, the kingdom is not eating and drinking. So why was she eating? It's not an apple, by the way, but let's move on. The Passion Translation says, A fountain of life was in him, for his life is light for all humanity. That's the beauty. There's so much. There's enough for everyone. There's for all humanity. A city on a hill cannot be hid. Amen? Not only multiple human lives, but also spiritual life, eternal life, life in every form. John used the word life, zoe, 37 times in his gospel. Zoe, life, 37 times in 21 chapters. Do you think God wants us to live? Zoe, life, God's type of life, the fullness, the abundant life. I put this up here this morning, empowering people to live the abundant life. I hope you don't think dollars. Because you will be selling yourself short. It cannot be material. Because the kingdom of God is unseen. You know what? Jesus shows up after John the Baptist. John the Baptist said what? Repent. For what? The kingdom of God is at hand. It's near. Repent. He didn't say confess. Okay, just keep your seatbelt on. He said repent. He said think different. Why? What were they thinking? Because we need to realize what were they thinking. Because then if we realize that they need to change what they were thinking, then we know what they were thinking was wrong. So they were thinking that God is going to send a Messiah. He's going to send a warrior. He's going to send this, the anointed one to what? To get them out of the Roman reign. The rule of the Romans on a political level. Anyone agree with me? If you don't, read your Bible. That's exactly what they were wondering. Even after the resurrection, Peter asked Jesus, are you now going to bring the kingdom of God? And then Jesus says, it's not for us to know the times and the seasons. Because Peter, you still don't get it. It's still not about this. Think about, you think about a war. And now you have a king who's died and now he's risen. No one can kill him. That's the guy you want in front. Amen. And Jesus said, that's not my kingdom. Then Jesus comes and he preaches what? He preaches kingdom. He says, repent. For the kingdom of God is not near. No, the kingdom of God has come. And then there's another place where he says, the kingdom of God 
is on the inside. So they are thinking that the kingdom of God is going to come and they're going to have the David star flag and they're going to rule the world. And Jesus says, think different. Repent. Change your mind. Change your thinking. You are missing my plan. You're missing why I'm here. You're missing the true essence of life. Because life to the full is not when you're not under the power of a political oppressor. No, that's not life to the full. Life to the full is when you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. God and Jesus never led or hinted even towards a rebellion against the Romans. How many of the Christian church is caught up in politics? Not just in America. Politics is going to fall away. It is temporal. Democracy might be great, might not be, don't know what your view is. It's not going to last. There's only one kingdom that lasts. I read through Daniel, um, the book of Daniel. And you see where Nebuchadnezzar, the heathen king, he, he wrote Daniel 4. Actually, the whole chapter is, is written by a heathen king. He died a believer. After what? After he, it says, he, his hair became like the feathers of, of birds and his nails like the claws of birds. And he lived in the bush or in the desert, we're not sure, for seven years like an animal. And then you think, yeah, God will humble you. Come on. No. If you read, that's, that's Daniel 4. Daniel 2, he has a dream. Two chapters earlier. Where he has a dream and then that's where he kills everyone that doesn't tell him the dream and the interpretation. Everyone, anyone heard of that? And Daniel says to the guy who's killing everyone, he says, just wait, just give me time. I'll pray. And then he prays and God shows him the dream. He gives him the dream and the interpretation and he shares it with Nebuchadnezzar. And what he's giving him is a warning that there's only one kingdom that's going to last forever and it's not yours. That's the grace of God right there in Daniel 2 and 4. God warns him through Daniel, through the dream, this king, he says, God, listen, <laughs> okay, what you're busy with is going to end in destruction. There's one king and it's not you. And he doesn't listen. God doesn't bring it, but God causes another dream, another vision. He says, now because you didn't listen, this is what's going to happen. Not that I'm going to cause it, this is what's going to happen. They say Vladimir Putin is currently, like one of the stories is he's anxious, he's hiding, he's sick of worry. Literally, he's, he's probably going to die soon. Why? Because if you live that type of life, someone has got a target on your back. If you're power hungry, there's more people who's power hungry. God's heart for us is not to live like that. He warns Nebuchadnezzar. He says, humble yourself. Live the true life, not build the kingdom that you think. But there's a different kingdom. There's an eternal kingdom. There's an internal kingdom. And you can read Daniel 4 and he clearly comes to it and he realizes there's a king and it's not me. He says, and I, Nebuchadnezzar, humbled myself. I, Nebuchadnezzar, worshipped the God of Daniel. He was the king of the world, literally. And he was unfulfilled. Solomon. We have a Bible full of examples. Solomon comes to the end of his life and he says, all that eating and drinking, all those wives and parties and traveling, all the entertainment, 
sy gejaag na wind, it's empty. Every generation falls into the same trap. Are we living the true life? Are we living for eternity? Are we living for our King? Are we living according to His ways? Listen to this. Psalm 36 from verse 7 says, How excellent is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house, and you shall make them drink of the river of your pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see light. You're looking for the source of life. You're looking for happiness. You're looking for joy. You're looking for more. You're looking for an adventure. You're looking to to put your head down at night and thinking, wow, I'm okay. You're looking for for your alarm to go off. Or maybe, guess what? You can get up before your alarm. Just get a two-year-old. They will help you with that. (laughs) But get up with such a passion and a zeal and say, even though I'm tired, I've got a purpose. I belong. I'm part of something. With you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Not dimly as in a glass. No, we see clearly. We see face to face. So now we get to enjoy some entertainment. I'm not saying we're going to start a monastery and, and you're all going to bring all your clothes and we're going to burn it on a heap. and No, 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 no. Put you in sackcloth and ashes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, just like money shouldn't have us, but we should have money, let's not let entertainment have us, but rather use it for the kingdom. Use it to refresh. Use it to, to reach people. Use it to invite people over and have a spiritual conversation. Jesus Christ brings the light of eternal life and the full revelation of our God. Romans 8 verse 10 says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. You might have some aches and pains. That's okay. The spirit is in you. The spirit is life. Amen? What are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the spirit? The natural, the carnal, the fleshly life is depicted by the body of Christ, the bread that was broken. The spiritual Zoe life is depicted by the wine, the outpouring of the Spirit at the day of Pentecost. His body was broken so that the Spirit could be poured out. And now we live that life. We live that until we overflow. God's dream for the world is not just that He would fill us. No, He would fill us with His Spirit until overflowing. That's so key. God just doesn't want to be in you. He wants to come out of you. That's why we gather to grow, to flow. And one of the ways that we flow is to go. We go by flowing. We need to go with the fullness of who God is. John 6, 63 says, It is the Spirit that gives life. Not Netflix. The body is of no value for that. But the things I have told you are from the Spirit. So they give life. They give zoe. They give the fullness of life. God's kind of life. New Living Translation, the Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. 
and thy words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The word, the nourishing. I know sometimes I'm just tired and I get on my phone and I scroll Instagram or I need read sports news or and I just feel like nah. I don't feel better. I feel like there was a moment where there wasn't a worry, but I don't feel I don't feel better. And I think to myself, why didn't I just open my Bible app? And then when I do, like five verses in, God's speaking. Like there's nourishment, there's something I can take with me for the day. But even that, maybe we should focus more on this because there's less distraction. Now, I study the Word and I've got Bible apps and cross-references and lexicons and all of that. But sometimes I just pick up a hard copy and I just read. I just have a time with my dad. I just, I just sit back and receive. I just enjoy. I just enjoy what God has put in His Word for me. The Amplified Classic says, It is the Spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There is no profit in it. The words, the truths that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. Words of Jesus here. He says, guys, I'm giving you life. My heart is for you to have life. Kingdom life, eternal life, internal life. Until you overflow. He says, where do we get it then, Lord? Well, you get it in the Word. You get it in prayer. That's why we can pray in the Spirit. We can sing songs. Not to sing a song, but to worship God. To quiet our minds and our hearts and to receive from Him. To tune in so that when we get a word, that it will be fruitful. 30, 60 or 100 fold. So what does it help us if we get all the good seed in the world, but our heart condition doesn't allow for it? We looked at it from Mark 4 earlier. If we just, we just deceived. Why? There's lust. There's other things. There's the deceitfulness of riches. Like I said earlier, the devil really doesn't mind to make a few people rich to get millions distracted. So where does this leave us? I believe it leaves us with a choice. It leaves us with a choice. What is the choice? The choice is what are you going to set your receiver to? What, what is your well? Where are you drawing from? What are you focusing on? What is it that God has placed on the inside of you that you're looking? Where are you looking for nourishment? Where are you looking for adventure? Where are you looking for, for acceptance? I'll maybe play it next week, but I've just, I watched this clip about soccer again. And it says this is the place where they build community, a team. Everyone wears the same. Everyone shouts and screams the same. Everyone cries together, does life together. Again, there's a place for it. But it should not consume us. The kingdom of God is what should consume us. The kingdom of God is on the inside. The kingdom of God is where we find true community. Where we find joy, not happiness. Where we live together, where we live the abundant life, the spiritual life, the outpoured life. The word says, by faith Abram adventured out. He was looking for an adventure. Apply your faith. <laughs> no, I'd rather jump off a bridge. That takes faith. Amen. You take faith in the, the thing that they tied you with. Amen. I've jumped off a bridge before. I don't know why. It's stupid, no, Ben? This is... 
And you think if you don't go head first, but they type me here, not at my legs, I think it's safer. Like, that's stupid. If you're going to fall that high, you're going to dead. You're going to be a blob. I mean, or a splat. I like what Shane said. He says his life is, his, his calling is too precious. He can't jump out of a plane or, or of a bridge. If you really want an adventure, take a backpack full of Bibles and go to Saudi Arabia. That's a death wish as well. <laughs> You'll meet your maker sooner. When Jesus says go, go, obviously. So we don't just get out of the boat unless he says come. That's for someone. Peter said, tell me to come and I'll get out. And Jesus said, come. Why? Because you need a word to stand on. Because it's very exciting to get that first step on the water. But then the wind is boisterous and the waves are big and the storm of life is happening. And then we need the word of God. And we need to keep our eyes on the word of God. Because when Peter took his eyes off, that's when problems came. Let's end off with a verse from Daniel. Well, that's fresh. So Daniel 12 says, Those who are wise will shine radiantly as the sky at midday. And those who turn many to the way of righteousness will shine brightly as stars for all eternity. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, the stars. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. You see, Daniel understood something about the eternal kingdom. Daniel understood something about righteousness. Daniel understood something about who God is. And Daniel understood that it is not just in God's power to get people to righteousness. But those who turn many to righteousness, they will shine as stars for all eternity. I don't know about you, but I hang on to verses like this. Because sometimes in this life it's difficult. Sometimes in this life faith is unpopular. Sometimes in this life we long suffering. We need to patiently endure. We, we're busy with the Aegon, the marathon race, the pain, the agony. And we want to give up sometimes. We ask ourselves, is this really worth it? Like, are we really going to live this life? Everyone else who's not living as Christians are having it good. Everyone else who's, who's not giving into the church or having lots of money. Everyone else who's, you see, it's that everyone else. Where God's called us to be everyone. All the whosoever's. All of us. I'm just the whosoever that fell in love with my king. And his light is now shining in me and I'm trying to let some of it out. Amen? Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. For me, first. But also for the world. And we live in a dark place. So how about we turn some lights on? How about we let some Christ out? Well, guess what? It needs to come from filling yourselves, drawing from the well until you overflow. And guess what? There's an eternal reward. I meditate on that. Because in this life, when it's difficult, it's temporal. But there's an eternal reward. We're going to shine brightly, not just now. 
but for all eternity. So I don't know what you're going through. Some of you I do, a little bit. But I want to encourage you that God knows what you're going through. I don't know in what darkness you are, but just focus on the light. Focus on the Word. Focus on the Spirit. Get your eyes off of finances, off of this life, off of load shedding, off of Netflix if you need to. And get ourselves stuck in the Word. Let's start drawing from that well that when we come here, whenever it's a Friday night or a Saturday conference or a Sunday service, when it's life group or an outreach, that we are so full. Just think if we come here next Sunday and we're all overflowing. We're not coming here for me or someone to speak and to stir you up, but you're coming full. You're coming overflowing. Because that's really with the heart that we have, the picture we see for the church. Is this is where we celebrate all the good things that God has done in the week. This is where we get to celebrate as family, stir ourselves up, encourage one another. Paul says, I pray that I come to you because I know that we'll be mutually, mutually affected, mutually encouraged. By the sharing of our faith. I don't know about you. I was encouraged when Rudy spoke. Because guess what? South Africa then maybe it's not so difficult. There's an encouragement in that. There's an encouragement in seeing someone who's ahead of me. Like still being faithful to the faith. That encourages me. It encourages me when each and every one of you show up and say, Hey, I know life is tough, but I'm here. I'm still holding on. I'm still seeing the light. I'm still holding on to Jesus. And even when you sink, like Peter did, guess what? Jesus didn't put his head on his head and say, now learn a lesson. Like bubble the Vikirona. Immediately the word says, he was next to him and he pulled him out. That verse we started off with, when things get too much, God will make a way out. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you that you minister to our hearts. We thank you that what we receive today is an invitation for the abundant life. The Zoe life, the overflowing life, the God kind of life. And I don't do this often, but I just feel this word really is an invitation. So I want you to have an opportunity just to respond. Again, just to repent. And say, hey, I'm just going to think different. I'm not going to confess my screen time or what I've watched or shouldn't have watched or anything like that. I just want to repent. I just want to, I want to, to draw. I want to focus. I want to draw from this truth. So while everyone's eyes are closed, this is just an opportunity for you to say, hey, Lord, <laughs> I just want more. More of what is already on the inside of me. I want to focus more. I want to, to live more in the Spirit. More in the unseen. I want to die to self a little bit more. If that is you, just open your hands in front of you. My hands are definitely open. Because I think we can always die to ourselves more. So Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to humble ourselves. Lord, we realize that we maybe get off track. We realize that we get distracted by the cares of this world. We realize and we acknowledge that we get distracted by the deceitfulness of riches and the lust for things, for foods, for, for games, for entertainment, for clothing. Even for exercise. And Father, we want to just help 
and ask you to help us change our thinking. We humble ourselves right now. We say, Father, thank you for your spirit. The life of God. Now on the inside of us. Father, help us through your spirit to not be so focused on the outside. But like your word invites us to acknowledge every good thing that is already on the inside. This is for someone specific that you really don't see what you've got. Like you really don't realize the extent of what God has placed on the inside of every believer. Not me, not the one with the mic, not Shane, you. You. The promise is that when we acknowledge that, then our faith kicks into action. And then we start to live the adventure. Father, I pray for Rudy and for Rose this morning. Father, as they steer this ship and, and, and as you govern their hearts and as we get to know each other better, Father, thank you for the work that they're doing. Thank you for his brothers that's continuing the work while he's away. Thank you for the connections that you're making. Father, thank you for the truth that you're imparting. And thank you that our faith could be mutually benefited by us sharing together. Find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Stellenbosch area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca.